Good morning, good morning. Come on in. Come on in. Man, I'm so glad that you're joining me for this online service this morning. Uh, I bet wherever you're at, there's some winter weather going on right now. I bet you got some hot chocolate. I bet you got some hot coffee. And uh, you're all snuggled in. And, and maybe you're on the couch. Maybe you're still in your bedroom. I don't know where you're at. But I'm glad you're with me this morning. And we're going to uh, just have a wonderful time together. Not going to keep you real long this morning, but I do have something that God put in my heart that I want to share with you. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a word of prayer. Uh, got a couple little bit of house cleaning, and then I'm going to share something with you that I believe God's put on my heart that I believe will help you and, uh, and encourage you this morning. So let's, let's pray together. Father, we love you. We thank you for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. God, we thank you for the medium of the internet that gives us the opportunity and the ability to connect even on days like this. So God, uh, we pray that as this storm moves through, God, that you will provide safety and warmth and shelter uh, for, for those uh, in our community. Uh, God, we recognize that uh, you're, you created this weather, and, and Lord, we just believe that you are going to keep us safe, and you're going to help us to not only be safe, but to enjoy this, this beautiful day that you've made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Bless our time together as we share in God's word, and we just believe that you're going to speak to our hearts um, by the power of your spirit. We love you, Jesus, and in your living room, everybody said amen, amen. Just got a couple little things I want to remind you about. Uh, obviously, we're doing this today because of the inclement weather uh, that's in our area, and so we thought it best to uh, keep you safe um, and, and let you stay home and uh, safe and warm and, uh, and to do this service online uh, this morning. So that's what this is all about, and I know you understand that. Uh, I miss you. It is kind of weird looking out at an empty sanctuary. Uh, but I really do believe it was the best, uh, best choice. It was, the, it was the right thing to do. So uh, at any rate, I'm glad you're here with us this morning. We should be back uh, Wednesday evening for our Wednesday uh, evening activities. Um, I, I think all of this is going to be long gone by then, so plan on being with us uh, Wednesday evening for our adult growth group and our kids' stuff and all that we do here on Wednesday evening. So just plan on being with us then. Uh, in the meantime, I want you to stay, stay home, I want you to stay warm, and, uh, and just be careful. If you have to get out, be careful, and uh, let's enjoy this day that the Lord has made. I want to also remind you that uh, there, there are three ways you can give this morning. Um, if you're home and you, you like writing a check and you would normally drop it in that black box, uh, you can certainly drop it in the mail today. Uh, and send it to Life Point Community Church, 3625 Brookview Drive, uh, Loganville, Georgia, 30052. That's 3625 Brookview Drive, Suite A, Loganville, 30052. As always, you can give online at lifepointchurch.cc. Click the Donate tab, and uh, that's the way a majority of our people give is through that uh, venue. Uh, but there's also another one that's very simple, uh, that many people are taking advantage of. It's the, our text to give option. And that is, you simply text any amount to the number 84321. If it's your first time, it takes you about a minute to set it up. Uh, and it really is a very simple process. 
to give uh, by text to give. That is any amount to 84321. So with, with those announcements out of the way, let's jump into what I believe that God has, um, has shared with me about today. Uh, I actually had an, another sermon prepared for this morning. Uh, where are we going to gather together? <clears throat> and when I, when I began to realize that that was go- not going to be a, a, an option, I just asked the Lord, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to share? Because if you'll remember, uh, we started a brand new series last week called Illuminate. And we started last week with um, our purpose. And if you, you see any of our stuff, you always see those three words underneath our logo, purpose, passion, and people. And so last week was purpose, and this week was going to be passion. But I felt in my heart that there was a midpoint in between those two messages, and perhaps that's why God has ordained things the way he did. See, last week was purpose, next week is passion. And what I want you to hear from me today for just a few moments is that the middle ground between purpose and passion is process. The middle ground between purpose and passion is process. See, God is a God of systems and processes. Think about it. Our world revolves in a solar system. This, our planet thrives and breathes because of its ecosystems. Think about the systems in your body, your skeletal system, your muscular system, You can feel and taste, touch and smell because of your nervous system. There's blood coursing through your veins because of your cardiovascular system. There's air and oxygen in your lungs because of your respiratory system. You process food and nourish yourself because of your digestive system. And you're on this planet because of a reproductive system. God is a God of process systems. And I'm going to tell you that you and I and all of us are in process. And maybe this morning you find yourself in a process, in a midpoint between God's purpose for you and and the passion that he has for you. Maybe you feel like you're stuck. And I'm going to tell you that you're not stuck. You're just in process. Here's a passage of scripture that I I want to focus on today. And it's Philippians 1, verse 6. I love this passage. And it says, <clears throat> Paul said to the church, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. That he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion on that day. So I need you to hear from me that God's begun a good work in you. And I don't care if you've been following the Lord 20 minutes, 20 years, eight decades. God's begun a good work in you. He's going to complete it. But he's going to complete it in a process. So in our short time that we have together this morning, I'm going to give you five things about process that I believe God would have you hear this morning. Number one, the first thing that I want you to hear is that God is the architect of the process. 
If you were here, I would tell you to write that down. So maybe if you're taking notes, you can write that down at home. God is the architect of the process. Going to read to you one of my favorite Psalms. Psalm 139, starting with the 13th verse, reads this, reads it like this. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Listen, verse 15 says, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. Please listen to this next, this next part. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of the sand. The psalmist said, your eyes saw my un unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Ever, ever wonder why you are the way you are? Ever wonder why you have those crazy personality traits, those little idiosyncrasies that, that separate you from other people? I've often thought that. I've got all sorts of quirky little personality traits, and I've often wondered, God, why? Did, why? Could it be that God knit those into your being, created you just the way you are? And oh, by the way, before you complain about why things are the way they are, stop and think. Could it be that God is working things out in you so you can move closer to your purpose and your passion? Maybe this difficult season, maybe this trial, maybe this, this, this pain has a purpose, and I'm going to say yes, it does. God created you. He knows where you are. He knows where you need to be. And he created the process to get you there. God's the architect of the process. He created the process. That doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. That doesn't mean it's always going to be smooth sailing. There may be some difficult parts of the process. But if God created the process, I want it. Amen? Amen. So God created the process, number one. Number two, and... and some of you need to, need to hang on to this one. If you're taking notes, write this down. You can't rush the process. Some of you thought I'd be farther along than I am by now. I'd, I'd have that business going. I'd have that book written. I'd be farther along than I am now. I'd, I'd have my act together more than I do right now. See, sometimes God creates instantaneous change. Sometimes he does it just like that. Sometimes he doesn't. In fact, I'm going to be so bold to say that most of the time, instead of an instantaneous change, God chooses to walk with you through a process. I've seen instantaneous change. I've seen instantaneous deliverance and instantaneous healing. But I'm going to tell you that most of the time, God, in his wisdom, will walk with you through a process. Because I believe that's where we learn. I believe that's where we grow 
is in the midst of the process, even the tough ones, even the difficult parts of the process. I believe that's where we grow. You've heard me say this before. You, you don't grow in those moments when your toes are in the sand. You grow in those moments when you're up against a wall. You grow in those moments of difficulty and indecision. You grow in those moments of trial and temptation. That's when you grow. And maybe, maybe that's just part of the process. And I'm going to declare to you that, yes, it is. You can't rush the process. You can't get impatient with the process. And, oh, we do, don't we? we God, I, I want it, and I want it now. I, I, I want to be where I'm supposed to be. I want to do what I'm supposed to do, and I want to get there right now. Listen, listen to what Jeremiah said in the book of Lamentations. Lamentations, verse, uh, excuse me, chapter 3 says it this way, verse 25. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. Listen to this. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. I wonder if you're like me and could say, that's where I'm having a problem is the waiting quietly part. Mm. Sometimes I whine and I complain and I gripe because the process isn't working out like I think it needs to and it's not working out in the timing that I think it needs to. And God's telling us this morning that it's, it's really good if you just wait quietly. See, what that, when, we wait, when we wait quietly, it brings us to, the, to our, our third part of today. And that is we've got to trust the process. You can only wait quietly if you trust the process. And you can only trust the process if you trust the architect of the process. When you recognize and realize that God does indeed know what he's doing. <clears throat> I'm going to make a confession to you. This morning, I did not trust the process. So I get up very early. And as you know, we had made a decision yesterday afternoon to cancel today's service. And so what would have really affirmed that decision for me this morning is I've, I would have woken up looked outside, and it was a winter wonderland. And I would think, yes, we made the right call. But I get up, and it's just cold rain. And I, I got a little pouty. I know none of y'all ever get pouty, but I got a little pouty. And my wife, because we've lived together for three and a half decades, recognized my poutiness. And she said, oh, she's so wise. She said, Dwayne, let me ask you a question. She said, did you, did you pray about this decision? Well, yes, yeah. She said, did you confer with your leadership team about this decision? And I said, yeah. She said, then you just need to be confident in the decision that you made. See, I didn't, I didn't trust the process. The process is we pray and ask the Lord for direction. We do what the Bible says and seek godly counsel. You make a decision and you move on. But I didn't trust that process. And I wonder if maybe... Because things aren't, because you're not seeing with your eyes what you thought you were going to see, that you're not you're beginning to doubt the process. Well, listen, you can only doubt the process by doubting the architect of the process. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to doubt God. I want to trust Him. 
I want to trust him with my life. I want to trust him with our church. I want to trust him with every part of my life. In fact, my wife's favorite verse, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, says it this way. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. I wonder if you're like me and, and that's where you have a hard time. You want to lean on your own understanding. You want to do it in your own way. You want it to be done in your own time. And I'm going to tell you that, that if we trust the pro process, we won't lean on our own understanding, but we'll do what verse 6 says, in all your ways acknowledge him, and what will he do? He'll make, your, he'll make straight your paths. He will make straight your paths. Isaiah said it this way, that he would make the crooked places straight. That only happens when we trust the process. And that can only happen when we trust the architect of the process. So we recognize that God is the architect of the process. We recognize that we can't rush the process. We recognize that we must trust the process. Number four, you ought to write this down, is we need to do your part in the process. Maybe I should say do our part in the process. Yes, you have a part in the process. See, God orchestrated me. He orchestrated you. He orchestrated the process. That's his part. My part is to be faithful in the midst of the process. My part is not to orchestrate the process. My part is to be faithful in the midst of the process, to be faithful to God, to be faithful to what he's called me to do, even in times of doubt, even in times of uncertainty, even in times of difficulty and trial. God didn't call me to create the process. He called me to be faithful in the midst of the process. What does that look like? First Corinthians chapter 10 says it this way. I love this passage of scripture. First Corinthians 10, 31 says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Could it be that my part in the process is to be faithful to God, to be faithful to his calling, to be faithful to his purpose, and to live my life to bring him glory, to live my life to make Jesus famous, to do everything I do, whether I'm worshiping at church on Sunday or digging a ditch on Monday, whether I'm listening to a sermon at church or whether I'm listening to my boss rant and rave at work. It really doesn't matter is what Paul said to the Corinthian church. Whatever you do, wherever you go, whatever you find your hand doing, do it with all your might to the glory of God. That's how we live our life seven days a week to the glory of God. See, some people have the idea that the only way they can serve God seven days a week is if they come to church and, and listen to a worship team or listen to a pastor preach a message. And I'm going to tell you that your part in the process is to live your life Monday to Sunday. Everything that we do, every, every contact we make with another human being, every task that we put our hands to, we do it for the glory of God. Whether we're singing on a worship team or working on a car, whether we're preaching a sermon or driving a bus. Our part is not to figure the process out. And see, that's where we trip. Well, God, I need to know my next step. Well, your next step is to be faithful to him. 
Your next step is to do what he's called you to do and to live your life to make Jesus famous and bring glory to God. That's your part in the process. That's my part in the process. See, the, the passage that we've read and will continue to read, Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light to my path. See, now, now think about this, and you've heard me say this before. God put that lamp at your feet and on your path. He may not give you a high beam light that looks 10 miles down the road. I was in, my, I was in uh, Tim Johnson's truck the other day, and he's got these, he's got these lights. Uh, it was dark. We're, we're, we're on a dark road, and he flashes these lights that he has on, across the top of his truck, and it was like daytime. And listen, it'd be great if God did that for us, wouldn't it? If he let us see way down the road, even on those dark, dark, dark roads, he, he gave us a little insight. That's not how he does it, y'all. Here's how he does it. He gives you your light and your lamp on your feet and on your path. And he's probably going to reveal those steps to you one day at a time. So what's your part in the midst of that process is just to live your life to bring him glory, to live your life to make Jesus famous, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So God's the architect of the process. We recognize you can't rush the process. We learn to trust the process. We just said we must do our part in the process. And lastly, here's what I want you to hear from me this morning. Is that the process has a perfect ending. See, I'm, I'm convinced that when all is said and done and this life is over, that if I'll allow the process to work out in my life, if I'll allow God, if I lean onto him and not my own understanding, if I live my life to make Jesus famous, there'll come a day when I'll look at him face to face, and I'll hear these words, well done, good and faithful servant. See, at the end of the day, uh, I, I love it when, when people affirm my life. I, I, I love that. But can I tell you that that pales in comparison to my desire to want to hear Jesus say, well done. See, the process has a beautiful ending because one day, He'll wipe away every tear from your eyes. There'll be no more sorrow, no more death, no more dying, no more pain. Because the Bible says the former things are all passed away. The process has a perfect ending. In fact, I want to read that Philippians verse that I started this message with from a slightly different translation. I'm going to read Philippians 1.6 from the New Living Translation. And it says this. I am certain that God, who began the good work in you, listen, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. I, I love that word, continue. And here's why. When I first gave my heart to the Lord, I, I thought that I should be at that point a finished product. That when I surrendered my heart and life to Christ Jesus, I thought, well, I'm, I'm done. This is, 
He's fixed me. Now, here's, here's what you need to know. On that moment, in the eyes of God, he saw me through the filter of the blood of his son and saw me as righteous and holy. But the truth is, he had a lot of work to do still on me. <laughs> I bet maybe you've been frustrated with the process. Maybe you've been frustrated that you're not where you need to be yet. I'm going to tell you, regardless of how long you've been following the Lord, regardless of how mature you are, and the beautiful part about our church is we've got some folks that have been following Jesus for a long time and are solid and mature, and we've got some folks that that are kind of new on the journey. They're early in the process. But I need to tell you that regardless of where you're at, God is continuing that work in you. God is still causing that process to be perfected because you're not there yet. All of us are works in progress. But oh, how beautiful it will be on the day when we stand in front of him and see him face to face. But until then, he's continuing the process. <laughs> At my home church, <clears throat> we used to sing this little song. And um, I'm pretty sure it was just in kids' church. I don't remember ever singing it in, in big church. But it, it just said, He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth, Jupiter and Mars. Listen, how loving and patient he must be. He's still working on me. And he is, and he's working on you. So this morning, Trust the process. Recognize that God's working out all things together for his good, for his glory and your good. So I want to pray for you this morning. Maybe you're in the middle of a process. Maybe you're in the middle of a difficult season. Maybe everything is well with you this morning, and you just want God to continue that process in you. I'm going to pray for you today. Hey, if you're here and you don't know the Lord, if you're watching online and you don't know Jesus, how about this? How about you open your heart to him today? Receive him as, as Savior and Lord. Follow him for the rest of your life. If you have questions about that, you can contact us here on that, uh, whatever venue you're on. If you're on, on Facebook, if you're on uh, our website, you can click that connection card link and, and, and let us know that you need, you need somebody to contact you, and I promise you we will. But I'm going to pray for you this morning. I believe that God, wherever you're at in the process, will continue to work out the process in you so we can discover our purpose and develop our passion. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name. Oh, I thank you so much that you're still working on me. Lord, sometimes I just, I wonder why you wouldn't have given up by now. But at the same time, God, I recognize that while I'm not where I need to be, I'm not where I used to be, and you've done a phenomenal change. You've created uh, uh, 
You've created so much change in my life. You've brought me so far. And I know the same is true for those that are watching this morning. So Lord, I pray for everyone watching this morning, everyone that will watch a little bit later, that regardless of where they're at in the process, God, that we recognize that you are indeed the architect. God, that we wouldn't rush the process, that we would trust the process, Lord, and not our own understanding. And God, we long for the day when the process is completed, we stand before you face to face. You look at us and say, well done. God, I pray for those that might be in the middle of a difficult time, a difficult season. God, I pray that you would reveal to them their next step by the authority and the power of your word. I pray for those that, that uh, might be struggling, uh, might be questioning their faith. God, I pray you reveal yourself to them by the power of your spirit. So, Lord, as we close this service, God, I pray that you would just bless everyone that's watching. Bless our church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, before I let you go, I want to encourage you to continue our 21 days of fasting and prayer going into our last week. Um, I'll be giving you another email this week about some, some prayer focuses. Uh, thank you for joining us in that. God bless you. Thank you for being with us this morning at LifePoint Online. Stay safe and warm. God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday night.